Welcome to the fourth episode of the Politically Charged Podcast. Um, today is going to be a little different. This episode's going up on my YouTube channel as well. This is going to be the second episode up, or second video up on the channel. Um, first one was a very emotionally heavy video after I watched the recap that they showed the Senate during the impeachment trial, the recap of January 6th, 2021. As a day, many of us are never, ever, ever going to forget. Now, if you're an overseas, if you're overseas and you watch this, you, you're obviously going to know what January 6th was. It was a big deal, like 9/11. But you may not see it as big of a deal. I, I don't know how you guys view that event. All I know is many, many, many millions of Americans um view that with a heavy, heavy heart. People died, people got hurt, they killed a cop, and I, I've seen more humanity t from activists towards the cops of D.C. than I have towards the people who yell out, Blue Lives Matter. I don't personally believe in a blue life, because your skin's not blue. You chose that job, but at the same time, I will respect every Capitol officer that stood up in the face of that crowd. Officer Goodman, Eugene Goodman, he deserves a Presidential Medal of Freedom. He saved Senator Mitt Romney, he diverted an entire, a huge crowd away from a bunch of people. That was extremely brave of Officer Goodman. And the officer who, unfortunately, I do not know his name, that got crushed in a door. That that was not that was not easy to watch. I don't know how you could sit there and watch that and be okay with it. Imagine if that was you. That man had an entire crowd of people pushing against a door and him. He was crushed in a door. He survived the attack, but there are officers who didn't. Officer Sicknick. I'm pretty sure his first name is Brian. Brian Sicknick, officer. He, unfortunately, was an officer who was beat to death with, a, with an American flag. A terrorist beat him to death with our flag. Now, how is that okay? How can you look at somebody and say, yeah, that's fine? The person who incited this attack was Donald J. Trump. If you watched the impeachment trial and you had an actual fucking brain, you would understand that it was him. You can't vote to acquit somebody with all of the evidence that was presented. The reason he wasn't convicted is because the QOP made up their mind. The Republicans who voted to convict him, they're the true patriots at the end of the day in the Senate. The Democrats were going to vote to convict no matter what. That was a no-brainer. But the seven that walked the line, unfortunately I don't have their names. But 
the seven who walk the line, that they've earned, they've earned some respect from me, because they did the right thing in the end of the day. You, they went against their party, and now they're being called traitors by the Republicans, and they're, many of them are being censored in their states. I'm pretty sure that's a large reason why more, why only seven Republicans voted to convict. Because the other, the other 43 who didn't vote to, who, the 43 who voted to acquit, they didn't want to lose their standing in their home state. They're scared. Which, fuck your political career. Fuck you. <laughs> You vote to convict every fucking time in that situation. Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, two of the biggest ones. Marco Rubio, another big one. I, I have the entire list of everybody who voted to acquit. I'm going to be going through that in a minute. Like the entire, well, the entire list of people whose elections are coming up in 2022. I have that list here. And I might flash it on the screen, I don't know. But. Th how can you vote to acquit this man? Like, there was months of incitement. From the very minute he lost the election. Before he even lost the election, he knew he wasn't going to win. Donald Trump knew he wasn't going to win this election. That's why he kept calling it a landslide victory. Why it's going to be a landslide victory. That that's that's why he kept saying that. To give his supporters that 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 feeling that when they did lose, it was going to be stolen. And then he continued with this lie. He continued and continued and continued and he pushed and pushed and pushed until January sixth. And like they said in the trial, January sixth was deliberately chosen. It wasn't just a random date. Show up here January sixth. He deliberately chose January 6th because that was the day they were counting the votes. That was the final day he had to overturn the election. And they failed. Thank fucking God they failed. Because who knows where our country would be at today if they succeeded. Our country would be overrun with terrorists. Because of disgraced former president Donald Trump... We have thousands of National Guard units deployed in Washington, D.C. Mind you, these are units that nobody in the Trump family bothered to visit between January 6th and January 20th. And it was like day one or two. I can't remember which day it was. Jill Biden, First Lady of the United States, current First Lady of the United States, went and visited the troops. The very... For, like, one of the very first days, it was day one or two, I cannot fully remember. She went and visited the troops deployed in Washington, D.C., which that has... That just shows how much more this administration cares. Now, you may not agree with everything Joe Biden does. You may not agree with everything he has done. You can agree, But you can look at his past and look at him now and see, man, this guy has grown. That this guy has has definitely changed in his many years of office and his many years of living. 
he is the same man who was friends with John McCain. Somebody who they didn't agree with on many, many things, but they still went out to lunch every day. John McCain and Joe Biden's friendship was a great example of how just because you have differences of opinion doesn't mean you have to be at each other's throats all the time. And that's something that America's losing, that, that feeling that different views are dangerous now. We're, we're getting, we're, and you know, to an extent, different views are dangerous. Because when the views include attacking a capital and thinking that's okay, when the, view, when the views include racism and homophobia, those are not okay. None of that is okay. So, we should not normalize racism. We should not normalize sexism. We should not normalize homophobia. These are all problems in America today, and they have really shown in the past four fucking years. And if you choose not to see it, that's exactly what you're doing. You're choosing not to see it because it is very, very, very blatant of what is happening. Donald Trump gave these people a gateway to be racist, homophobic, sexist. And they're taking it and running with it. Now, after he lost, a large part of it was suppressed. After January 6th, an even larger part of it was suppressed. And good. They can go fucking hide in their swamp. They can go back to the sewers they came from. Fuck every white supremacist. Fuck every homophobe. Fuck every sexist. Fuck the KKK. Fuck the Proud Boys. Fuck QAnon. You're all terrorist organizations. You're all far-right terrorist organizations. Canada declared the Proud Boys a terrorist organization. America should do that next. And this shit has gone on far too long. We shouldn't allow this to fucking happen in the first place. The fact that We had a world war relatively close in relatively close to modern time. It, the world war ended in 1945. It is 2021. Think of everything that has changed between then and now. Technologies. That's pretty much the only thing that's changed. Yeah, there's richer people now, but that's that's a given. Inflation and all that, but I'm not here to talk about the economy. Racism in America has not changed. I remember reading stories of soldiers, of African-American soldiers who fought in World War II when they were over in Europe. They were treated better in Europe than they were over in America. What difference is that today? Today, cops are still arresting them for no reason. Statistically, a black person is more likely to be arrested by an officer at a traffic stop 
statistically, a black person is more likely to be shot by an officer. But also, statistically, white males are more likely to fight back against an officer. White males are more likely to be carrying a weapon. These are true statistics, and people seem to ignore them. It's because you make your the the far right makes their own facts. That that's that's true. If anything, QAnon has shown how true that is when you make your own facts. Because, you know, Majory Taylor Green and Jewish space lasers setting the California forests on fire. That makes fucking sense, right? Or you know another good one is school shootings are false flags yeah go fuck yourself anybody who sends a death threat to a school shooting survivor or their family you're a piece of human garbage and the thing is we allow these things to happen by electing people like Majorie Taylor Green in office we allow these things to happen by electing people like Lauren Bobbert in office we allow these things to happen We can't allow these things to happen anymore. Remember, every member of the House is up for election in 2022. That means Lauren Bobbert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Do research. They're up for election. Get them the fuck out. Speaking of the 2022 election, I got a list here saved on my phone. These are the senators who voted not guilty and are up for re-election in 2022. Bear with me, this is a fairly long list. And I'll try to I'll try to flash it on the screen up here or something. I I don't know. So, Mike Crapo of Idaho, Mike Lee of Utah. This is going to be from West to East Coast. John Hoven of North Dakota. John Thune of South Dakota, Jerry Morin of Kansas, James Lankford of Oklahoma, Chuck Grassley of Iowa, Roy Blunt of Missouri, John Boozman of Arkansas, John Neely Kennedy of Louisiana, Richard Shelby of Alabama, Todd Young of in Indiana, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Rand Paul of Kentucky, Marco Rubio of Florida, and Rob Portman of Ohio. I'm not hopeful that we'll get all of these people out. I know for a fact that Mike Crapp of Idaho, Mike Lee of Utah, John Hoven of South Dakota, John Thune of North Dakota, though those pure red states, I'm fairly certain they're going to stay, unfortunately. And, like, Rand Paul of Kentucky, he'll probably stay. Rand Paul has fallen off the fucking face. <laughs> fallen off. You know, people respected him at one point, but he has no respect anymore. He's, a, he's as good as his other Kentucky senator. Fucking Mitch McConnell. He needs to go to hell, too. Lindsey Graham, go fuck yourself. All of them.
everybody who voted to acquit is a piece of human garbage. Now, I'm hopeful that we're going to get Ron Johnson out. I'm hopeful we're going to get Rob Portman out and Marco Rubio because those are Wisconsin, Ohio, and Florida. I'm hopeful for those. Ohio, I'm not as hopeful for because lately they've been a pretty red state. But if you put the right candidate in Ohio, you can definitely get them out. But Wisconsin, I'm pretty hopeful for. They've been swinging blue since 2018 now. And Marco Rubio, I'm hoping we can get him out. Um, Florida's been pretty red lately, but... You know, I think after the pandemic and their failure of a governor, I don't need DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, after his failure, pretty sure they're going to get Republicans out of there soon. One can hope. All you can do for this coming up election is do your research, figure out who you're going to vote for. Please. A lot of states have governor elections. Every state has to vote on their um, representative. I know who I already know who I'm voting for for my representative. I'm getting Jim Hagedorn the fuck out. I'm going to do more than just vote. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to do my best to volunteer for the Democrat running against Jim Hagedorn. Because Jim Hagedorn's another piece of human shit, but he's lesser known because he's not open about how much of a piece of shit he is. He's not out there. He's older. I've talked about him before. Um, this upcoming governor election in Minnesota, too, is about to be very interesting because we have our <laughs> we have the incumbent, Tim Waltz, and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan. They're, they've been doing a phenomenal job as governors. And I, I'm really proud of what they've done. They've handled the pandemic well. They've taken a lot of shit, but they, you would never know it. Now, the opponents are who who I'm scared of. Not so much the QAnon nuts, the one who is part of, who the one who co-owns Alibi Drinkery, the fucking crazy-ass bar up north here. You've probably seen them. The owner got into a shootout with cops and got arrested again for assaulting somebody because they, he was asked to wear a mask. And then they're, the co-owner of that place is running for lieutenant governor with somebody who is a QAnon freak, so yeah. I I have zero hope for them. What I'm scared of is Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. <laughs> He's in Twitter hell with Trump, but he has a following, nonetheless. He's famous. Minnesota has a history of voting in famous people, fucking Jesse Ventura, but you know Jesse Ventura was more on the left side, left leaning side of things. He just didn't have political experience, whereas neither does Mike Lindell, but he would be so much worse. Mike Lindell is a fucking threat. Minnesota doesn't want him anymore. A lot of Minnesotans want him to fuck right off, but I, I don't speak for every Minnesotan. I speak for myself. So that's that's why that scares me. I'm still hopeful for 2022. I'm pretty sure Tim Waltz is going to stay in office for four more years. Which makes me happy. It's who I'm going to vote for. And 
2024. That's going to be a very, very interesting presidential race, I want to say. I, I've seen a lot of reports. If Trump doesn't get barred from office, he's probably going to run again. If not, Eric and Don Jr. are probably going to run. And I don't know why the Republicans would ever fucking let them run again. Don Jr. has been insulting them since January 6th, calling them cowards. Like, Donald Trump has been calling Republicans cowards. And insulting them relentlessly. They try, he, he, he sent his crowd to try and kill Mike Pence, the vice president of four years. How? How do you let that fucking happen? How do you let him get away with that? As a Republican Party, how do you let him get away with that shit? Like, selfish as a fucking party is, I'm surprised they didn't vote to convict him because their life was at risk. I'm surprised they didn't vote to convict him because their life was at risk. This is... This is America, I guess. Everything's unfucking predictable right now. But you know, Biden's been a better president than Trump has. And honestly, I can say that's a fact. He's done more good in his few weeks in office than Trump did in four years. And. I haven't been following a lot of the Biden administration lately because I was watching the impeachment trial a lot. And honestly, if you if you watch the impeachment trial and you didn't cry when they showed the videos of January 6th, I can understand it, I guess, because not everybody can will probably feel strongly emotion about it, but I, I definitely did, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Hell, in the YouTube video I posted... On one of the days of the trial, I was nearly crying. That shit was hard to watch. How can you stand by and watch people invade your capital, a place you call home? Not to mention, many state National Guards were deployed because state capitals were under siege. Washington, Washington State got under siege. I think it was Washington. Washington or Oregon. They were under siege by terrorists as well. Think about that. People always think the biggest threat are, or I say people, but the right wing. The right wing always thinks the biggest threats are, you know, Mexicans or Middle Easterns, Muslims. That's far from the fucking truth. The biggest threat is themselves. The Department of Defense last year before 2020, or before 2021, said the biggest threat to national security are white supremacists. And we ignored it. I didn't forget that. I remembered that. Not a lot of people did. How do you forget that shit? How do you forget anything that's happened? January 6th of 2021 is my generation's 9-11. It was a huge event. It was a huge deal. The say, and we gotta remember more things about the trial too. These pe the people who voted to acquit. They were the same people who voted to impeach Bill Clinton, over a blowjob. The people who voted that 
it was unconstitutional or the same people who made Hillary Clinton stand trial for Benghazi two years after she was Secretary of State. I want to say Secretary of State. Please forgive me if I'm wrong. They created their own Benghazi, and we should make Donald Trump stand trial for 11 hours on live TV. I don't see anything wrong with that. Donald Trump should be tried for murder. Because of him, Officer Sicknick is dead. Because of Donald Trump. Think about that one. The people who claim that Blue Lives Matter killed an officer. I've said that already. I want to try and... I'm trying to nail these points into people. Because that's, that's what it's come down to. It's with a heavy heart that I say all this stuff, too. I may not like the police personally. I haven't had good run-ins with them a lot. But I feel compassion for human life. Because at the end of the day, Officer Sicknick had a family. He was a veteran as well. And unfortunately, his life he's no longer, left, no longer with us. My heart goes out to his family. I, I, I know what it's like to lose a family member. It's not easy. And Sicknick wasn't, he wasn't old. He was gone way too young because of terrorists. And not just because of terrorists, because of ins inside jobs. It's been proven that members of Congress were involved in the January 6th attack. It's been proven. Like, you may say it hasn't been proven, but I don't know. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobbert giving tours the day before the attack. I think that's pretty pretty solid evidence. Lauren Bobbert giving a tour, then that entire group she gave a tour to being found in the Capitol on January 6th. That's that's pretty solid evidence right there. A picture she took with that group after the tour of them flashing white power symbols. Yeah. They they were they were in that attack. We know that. There's cameras all over the Capitol. I don't know how people thought it was legal for them to go in and do this. This wasn't a revolution. This was this was an attack on our democracy, on democracy. This was an attack on freedom. And it's up to us to make sure this never fucking happens again. That's why I say do your research and vote who you feel is best for the job. And as it stands right now, there's really no Republicans best for the job. If you call yourself a Trump supporter today, you're a terrorist. There's no soft way to put that. If you call your Trump, yourself a Trump supporter today, you're not a good person. Because you obviously haven't been watching for the past month what has been going on. You're blindfolded. So get your head out of your ass and do some research. Misinformation is the biggest killer to America right now. 
and it's spread by the right wing more than anybody else. Am I saying the left wing's perfect? Hell no. The left wing is guilty of misinformation, but we don't have channels like Fox News that prioritize spreading misinformation. Tucker Carlson needs to be deplatformed. Alex Jones needs to be deplatformed. Breitbart needs to be deplatformed. None of those are news. None of those are actual news. In fact, Fox News can call themselves a news station is fucking stupid. Tucker Carlson was on TV the other day peddling misinformation. Oh, excuse me, peddling misinformation. He was on TV the other day peddling conspiracy theories. You're going to sit there and listen to that and say, oh yeah, he has a point. No, you're not. You're going to get mad. And you should get mad. Get mad when you vote in 2022. Get mad when you vote in 2024. And remember what party fucking did this to our country. Alright, is every Republican bad? No. I'll admit that. Not every Republican is a bad person. Not every Democrat's a good person. But when it comes down to it at the end of the day... There are better people. And the better people generally tend to lean on the Democratic side. The better people generally tend to lean on the left wing. That's what it comes down to lately. Be on the right side of history. The right side is left. You know, gotta kill the filibuster as well. We want more senators on our side. Kill the filibuster. Make D.C. a state, make Puerto Rico a state. Chuck Schumer needs to fucking kill the filibuster. As a Minnesotan, calling out to Amy Klobuchar, to Tina Smith, my senators, propose to kill the filibuster. When we have majority, we need to fucking act like it. We need to act like we have majority. Because as it stands right now, we don't have the majority. The Republicans are acting like they still have majority when they don't have majority at fucking all. The the Republicans are a minority right now. The fact that we represent over 81 million Americans, they represent nearly 10 million less, but yet they still hold more merit than we do. That doesn't make fucking sense. Kill the filibuster. It is killing our country. We're not progressing, we're degressing. We need to progress more. We haven't progressed in four years. We've gone backwards. I just think through the times of history worth if popular vote decided the presidency how different things would be. George W. Bush Sr. wouldn't have been president. Not to say he did a terrible job. He didn't do a good job. That's why he was a one-term president. Then we had Bill Clinton for eight years. Bill Clinton is in my top ten best U.S. presidents because he May not have been a great man morally, but economically he did phenomenally. 
He was the best economic president we've had in history. And we should have had Al Gore after him, but we had George... We had Bush Sr. Or Jr. We had Bush Jr. That was a whole shit show. The 30 days it took to confirm the election in 2000, our country was left vulnerable. That vulnerability led to 9-11. That's in the past. We can't dwell on the past, though. I just think of how different things could be, but we can't do that. We have to look forward to the future. We have to look forward and... We, we walk forward. We don't walk backwards every day. We drive forward. We don't drive backwards every day. So we need to think like that. It's okay to think on the past once in a while and wonder what things could have been. My favorite president, my number one president, a man I look up to, John F. Kennedy, I think constantly of what things could have been like if he had even a full four years. But I, I can't think like that because we'll never know. So we could push forward. And if Joe Biden ends up being the Democratic nominee in 2024... So be it. I'll happily support him. If the next, if the next, or if the rest of his presidency goes like this past month has for him since he was inaugurated, I will happily support him. I happily supported him once. Right? And I'll happily do it again. Because everything I thought has come true. He has been a phenomenal president. He's done a great job so far. And people are saying, oh, he's only done shit work. What was the bad thing he's done? He put a few people out of job in the pipeline, closing that down. I get that. People are going to be mad about that. But Donald Trump put 30, over 30 million people out of the job. So you can't tell me the alternative was better. So, Joe Biden's future plan, too, if, if he stays true to his job plan, which by God, I hope he does, because that job plan doubles as a plan for, um, oh, I can't think of the word now, uh, his environmental plan, there we go, his environmental plan, his job plan doubles as that, he wants to build environmentally friendly housing and buildings which will create millions of jobs that is a great plan to convert millions of buildings to create millions of buildings that are environmentally friendly that will make a lot of jobs and that I think it's a good thing now in America there is no job shortage technically but companies don't hire enough people, so there is. And, you know, what I think would help a lot more, too, is a higher minimum wage. It would encourage more people to go out and get jobs. And we need that $15 minimum wage. Is it enough? No, not by a long shot. But, like I've said before, the $15 minimum wage won't be put in effect immediately it will take years to get there 
and that $15 minimum wage can change to $20 in the years to come because we'll be slowly progressing to that minimum wage. This is right now gearing up to be a really progressive presidency, one of the most progressive presidencies in history. That's what this is gearing up to be. And we got to take this momentum and we got to run with it. If we kill the filibuster, it will be the most progressive presidency in history. Now, personally, I support the Second Amendment. I'm fine. Like, I, I want to own a gun. I do own guns, actually. I'm looking at buying a gun next month. I just, well, I wear a patch that says defend equality with an assault rifle on it and a buy flag. But I also don't see an actual valid reason why civilians need to own assault rifles. I don't know. It's a very conflicting topic for me in my head because I want, I've shot assault rifles. I think they're fun. I wouldn't mind owning an assault rifle, to be honest. But in that same breath, I don't see a reason for it. And, you know, if I do... If there is an assault rifle ban and I'll never be able to buy one, I'm not going to throw a fit. I'm not going to complain. And I think the thing people realize is that assault rifle bans, they don't come and take your guns away from you. You get to keep any gun made before the year the ban was instated. In 1994, there was a 10-year assault rifle ban proposed and that passed from 1994 to 2004. And the number of mass shootings went down exponentially in that time. And people still got to keep their assault rifles they had before the ban. It was just you couldn't buy new assault rifles. And I don't think that's... A th I think that's the thing people don't realize is that you just can't buy new guns. Why do you need more than one assault rifle in the first place? We have a handful of guns. We have my grandpa's service pistol... And these were all from my grandpa, who was a big hunter. But we have my grandpa's service pistol. We have like three or four shotguns because my grandpa was a hunter. And the other shotguns are... We got my dad's, my uncle's, because my uncle doesn't have a place to hold his. We have my grandpa's old one. Pretty sure we have my mom's, dad's, my other grandpa. I know we have some of their guns. Like one or two. And we have like three twenty-two rifles. For hunting, we have one thirty thirty for deer hunting. Like, you don't need more than that. Personally, I don't own a gun. It's all my family's. I'm going to next month, hopefully, and it's going to be for hunting. Like in my in my entire house, we have three pistols. My grandpa's service pistol from the 50s, I want to say. A third, I think it's a little 32 home defense pistol we found in my grandpa's sock drawer. He lived in the final, he, he lived in the country for a long time. Him and my grandma, they lived in the country for a long time. So, a sock drawer, home defense pistol, that's fine. And a 22 revolver pistol, which... 
is also a home defense pistol. And I can understand having those because when, you know, you're old and you live in the country or live out in a lake house, I can understand that because the police can't get there too quickly. You live in the city. I don't understand. I, I can understand having a pistol for home defense, honestly. I can understand getting a Glock Colt for home defense. I can understand that. But... I don't understand why you need an assault rifle. If you buy an assault rifle for government tyranny, what are you going to do when the government comes? Because I sure as shit can tell you you're not going to attack. If the government comes, you're going to shy away. Because... They have better guns, they have better armor, they have better everything. You're not going to fight the fucking government, so give it up. That is a piss-poor excuse. Now, people have told me they use assault rifles for wild boar hunting down in, like, Texas or, like, the southern states down there. I wouldn't understand that. I live literally really far away from Texas, up way up north. So, you know, if you use it for hunting in an actual situation like wild boar hunting, I guess I can understand that. That's also when you can just get... The laws are written very concisely, so you can write in ways to get around an assault rifle ban. Where you can still ban assault rifles for civilian use, but if you get a hunting license and you want to hunt wild boar with an assault rifle... Go through the proper classes, go through the proper training, go through the proper ways, then you can own an assault rifle for boar hunting. There you go. Other than that, you don't need a rifle that you think you're going to need to kill somebody with. If you're preemptively planning on having an assault rifle to protect yourself against the government, you're preemptively planning to kill somebody. That's not a, that's not a healthy mindset if you think you're going to actually kill somebody. I don't see how it's healthy. I'm going to be wrapping this up soon because this is just me sort of rambling of what comes to of what I just start thinking of. That's kind of what this has become. I couldn't get a guest today, but I also didn't want one because of the topics I was going to be covering. I want to just sit down and talk. That's why I'm doing a YouTube video as well. So this podcast is on iTunes, it's on YouTube, going to be on YouTube more often than not, and it's going to, it's on Spotify, my Twitter is going to be in the description somewhere, and remember, just be safe. I wore a mask in this as a wake-up call for people, wear a fucking mask. It's, it's not optional. I don't care what anybody says. Wearing a mask is not optional. Wear a fucking mask. And vote. Vote. Every year if you can. Vote. Because there's something always going on. There's something important you need to vote for. Whether it's House of Representatives, whether it's Governor, whether it's President. Vote. And vote at a state level too. That, that is important. It is important to vote at a state level. Because 
we in in my state district we had a phenomenal democratic state senator who just lost this election to a crazy QAnon lady we we went from that to that and the thing is only like 40,000 people voted in the state level out of pretty sure it's like the four three or four million people who voted in the general election a percentage of that voted at a state level you have to vote at a state level now not saying that in my state district there is you know three to four million people but i assure you there's more than forty thousand people here in my town alone there's more than forty thousand people here And not not only that, but my my state district voted blue. So why didn't the blue candidate win? It's because not everybody votes at a state level. Vote at a state level, even if it's a write-in. Vote at a city level. Cities are city levels are important too. And always do your research. That is the biggest fault of people. Don't just see who has the most signs in their yard. Don't just see who has the most publicity. Because if you vote off of publicity alone, that's how you get people like Donald Trump. Do your research. Watch their speeches. Go to the rallies. When it's safe, obviously. But, again, do your research. Don't fuck our country. (laughs) Thank you for listening or watching today's episode. I'm going to try and do these every Monday. And follow my Twitter, follow my, follow Spotify, follow, follow iTunes, subscribe, all that good stuff. Have a great rest of your day.